Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Coming Off the Bench. This is episode six. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about our top five NBA jerseys of all time. Uh, the free agency starts this Friday, so we're going to put our input in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some odds and end questions here and there, and uh, yeah, and again, whatever else comes to our minds right now mm-hmm. um and we just want to thank everybody for uh rating uh liking sharing and we would love for you guys to continue to share like subscribe all that good stuff um so yeah just uh continue share it with all of your friends so that their friends can share it with their friends and they can just be a whole big community of friends and family like ripples in the water mm-hmm. that never stops going yeah. yes we want to be that annoying page on your wall we do. We're a good annoying page. A good annoying page. It's better Correct. than seeing people watch, f- make food in <laughs> fast motion. Yeah. Stupid. And I think that the the thing I think the the, the best part about that trade would be I. Th- I'm butchering this segment. (laughs) Friday starts the free agency um, time in the NBA. Technically, Monday was the official trade. The trades can start. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the NBA draft is actually Wednesday, tomorrow night. Yep. So, yeah, we just wanted to get each other's thoughts on how we think this where people might go somebody that intrigues you that might go somewhere is there anybody that kind of sparks your interest well i saw the it's not a big time player but the one that kind of does catch my interest is um i was reading that there's a heavy interest from rondo to go to the clippers really so rondo has declined his option, his player option with the Lakers, um, which hmm. many of their, I mean, I think KCP did, Anthony Davis did at this point. I think Danny Green did as well. I think Danny yep. Green actually got moved already. Mm-hmm. Um, he and, is, he doesn't get them as much respect as he deserves. No. He's, he's a very, very good role player. I think he's won three championships right now. Yeah, he won one with the Spurs, and then he, he's literally the reigning champion this past two years. He, was, yep. he won it with the Raptors mm-hmm. in 2019, 2020. He won it with the Lakers. So, um, so yeah, Danny Green. But back to Rondo, mm-hmm. he would be an upgrade from Pat Beverly, in my opinion, which I think Pat Bev is now out as the point guard in in L.A., but I'm not 100% sure of that. Um, but nonetheless, I think that Rondo would be better. I think they're essentially the same player defensively. They're very gritty mm-hmm. in your face. Um, but Pat Beverly can't pass the ball and facilitate the way right. that Rondo can. I think, I think Pat Bev really is better help. defensively, though. You think? Maybe because of age. So. But but they, I mean, Pat Beverly is almost like a Rondo 2.0 defensively, what Rondo was in Boston. Yeah. Now, maybe Rondo's defense went down because he's getting old. So it yeah. just happens. Mm-hmm. But. So you might be right there. Is but Pat Bev not old? He looks old. I don't know. I don't think he's. I don't think he's as old as Rondo. 
nonetheless that's yeah. an interesting one to me yeah um rondo going to the clippers who with the clippers were my pick last year i still think they're probably my early pick for this year yeah um unless james harden maybe goes to the nets which maybe we'll get to that but yeah that was that was actually going to be one of mine james yeah. harden to the nets or i mean 76ers is up in the air too yeah um he did decline his two-year 103 million dollar extension that's over 50 million dollars a year he declined that like you think it was yesterday okay. or monday um there's two years 150 two years 103 Okay. Million extension, okay. Wow. but then he would get fifty million dollars a year, but he declined that. They said he's pushing. He's pushing pretty hard yep. for the Nets. That's what I heard. Um, another one that's interesting, Westbrook. I mean, he wants out of Houston as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't surprise me that no one has bit on any anything of him. Nope. Like it's funny how he was an MVP, double double MVP. And as soon as he leaves, like no no one wants to be with him. Mm-mm. At least that's what it feels like. As looking from the outside, looking in, it doesn't look like no one, anybody wants to play with him. Well, it goes to show he's a st- statistical freak. Like yeah. I mean, his stats—he averaged a triple double what two or three years in a row. Yep. And so the numbers are there, but he never gets the job done. He's not Ronda, or sorry. Westbrook is not the guy that's going to lead a team Mm-mm. to the promised land or the championship, but he has the mentality that he is. Yeah. And that's a really big disconnect in my opinion, because he wants to be that guy. He's not going to allow the other guy to be that guy. Now mm-hmm. I was impressed when he was in Houston with James Harden. I was impressed. He allowed James Harden to run that team still, mm-hmm. but it felt like he was always vying for control. Yeah. And KD was in OKC. So I don't see him ever winning a championship unless he is the second or third option on a team, maybe as he's aging. Hmm. But as he ages, he's not going to be the same player too. Similar to Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade's Wade's career didn't last very long because of his play style. He was a slasher. He -hmm. never really developed his jump shot in a way that could, you know, Ray Allen stayed in the league forever because he had a jump shot. Yep. You don't, he didn't need to be athletic later on and, and be willing to take those hits. So, right. Just like that, Westbrook's gonna be the same way. I think he's gonna fall off a cliff here mm-hmm. in probably like three or four years. Yeah, but there there is a there's a there's talk of a trade between uh, the Wizards and the and the Rockets. Um, Beal, no, Beal's Wall. a free agent. Okay, Wall for Westbrook, but Washington, the Wizards want more. They want more than just a uh, a swap between Westbrook and Wall. Oh, wow. They want more from Houston if they hmm. are giving up Wall. Wow. So that's kind I thought of that was an say. interesting one. I I think Westbrook at this point would be more valuable because of injuries um, to John to, Wall. John Wall just it feels like he's always injured. Oh yeah, when I can't plays, remember the last great, time he but, actually played. Right. So. Um, hmm. So yeah, I saw that, and then. Um, so because of the tra- and then the trade with Chris Paul, Chris Paul is now a son. Yep. But because of that, the thing that stood out to me the most is OKC, um, Oklahoma City. They have so many first round picks now. This year, not just in the next five years, or it's 2020, 21, 22. Well, yeah, uh, to 24 and 20, 2026. 
So it'll be five. It'll be five drafts. Okay. Not not counting 2025. Right. But counting those five drafts, they have 17 first round picks. Whoa. Yeah. Every year they have. This year they only have two, but then they have three, 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 first round picks. Wow. Their GM like that's they gave. Uh, it was Chris, uh, Paul George when he went to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Um, the Suns. They have two Miami Heat first round picks from somehow from connecting to the Suns when they got uh, Goran Dragic. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Okay. Um, so there's just so many connections, and now they got another first round pick for from the Suns because of Chris Paul going to the Suns. Man. So like they have 17 first round picks. Well, it's crazy. The crazy thing about that is they have 17 picks, but on an active roster at any time on the NBA is 12. And yeah. so you can only, and most teams don't even play 12. You usually have an eight, nine man rotation. So mm-hmm. they could literally draft six years from now. They could literally have drafted an entire new team and more and have an additional five, six spots, mm-hmm. even more spots to make mistakes on. Yep. That's wild. Mm-hmm. So that, I thought that was really cool. Is Just, that still the same guy who drafted Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook and James Harden? And Steven know. Adams. Huh. They did they did they draft Serge Ibaka too? I don't know about Serge, but they drafted three MVPs. Oh, so yep. like and plus a lot of other players that are very solid. So mm-hmm. like they're they're very good at drafting. So yeah. that could maybe OKC maybe if we look back in twenty thirty, OKC is the team of the decade, like because just Golden because State of was. well. Uh, that's a lot of first round picks. You'd have to wheel and deal them. I would utilize them. You, uh, oh, absolutely. There's no reason to believe that they're going to keep them. Oh, no. You can oh, absolutely man. trade them now to land somebody. Like, you could trade three of them, like one every year to a team and get a max player, possibly. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, they have a lot of wiggle room, a lot of ammo to be yeah. using. Yeah. But, and then, uh, your man, I thought it was interesting, Fred Van Vliet. Mm-hmm. Um, they asked about him coming back like to Toronto and stuff. And he goes, hey, man, I've won a championship. I want my money. I want to go somewhere and make some money. Wow. Yeah. So I, I was like, well, good good for him because he's done. He's, he did really well with, with uh, the, the Raptors. And even last year, he was like, once Kawhi left, he was their man. Yep. And... So I'm surprised but. to hear that actually because I thought he was more of a not that it's terrible to go after your money like he's totally due the respect that he deserves but oh, for sure I thought he was more of those selfless um, again not to say he's not selfless but just to be clear <laughs> right um, but one of those team first type of guys that would play on a team yeah you know that even wasn't that great for the sake of just being a good teammate um, as opposed to going for the money but mm-hmm. hey good for you man go get that cash yep. cash cash <laughs> all right so right now we're gonna so the trade deadline or the whatever forget that starting over all right. <laughs> I also saw that uh, 
Paul Millsap. Yeah. The Blazers are going after him pretty hard. Really? Yeah. So that Isn't would be he old. Uh, he's a little bit older, but he's really so. When I was talking earlier about the Pat Bev. Well, no, just about like older players that develop a jump shot or something at the yeah. end of their career to extend their career. He's really done that well. When he hmm. first came in, do you, do you remember the days when he played for the Jazz with Carlos Boozer mm-hmm. and all those guys? Oh, he was just yes. a big body, yep. almost like Reggie Evans back in the day with the yep. Sixers. You push people around, get some rebounds and stuff like that. Now he's like a almost like instead of a power forward, he's more of a small forward, mm-hmm. and he can play the wing, shoot threes. And I'm like, okay, he can extend his career. So he the Blazers. Now. Yeah, he shoots threes. Wow. And I'm curious what the stats would say, but he he shoots threes now, and he's developed that part of his game yeah. in, in Denver, and so I, I've been pretty impressed. Interesting. And, yeah. And one one other person that I, I noticed uh, was Victor Oladipo. Um, there's reports of him playing teams, and uh, with his teammates on the court with him, saying to the other team hey i want to play for you guys like and his whole team heard oh so now it's coming back and he's like no i'm committed to this team no boy so there's i i don't think he's going to be there i don't think he's going to be in indiana very long um there was some rumor of him going to miami i don't think that would be very smart for miami Mm-mm. um because if they are trying to save as much as they can for next year for Giannis, I don't know. Yeah. That, I don't know that anybody's getting Giannis. But you think he's gonna stay? I think he'll stay. So the Bucks made a trade. They traded. Uh, I didn't realize they traded this guy, but they traded Eric Bledsoe and George Hill in future draft picks for Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday is an Apparently from the, from the Pelicans. The Pelicans, yep. Really? Yep. And apparently and they also got uh Bogdan Bogdanovich um from I forget who he came from now. It's the Pacers. Yeah. No, Kings. He was on, oh, the, I think the, he the, played for the Kings. He played Pacers, for the Kings. But he yeah, now he's now he's coming from the Kings. Nonetheless, Holiday They're trying is, to keep him. Holiday's an all-star. He mm-hmm. is a stud and he's a apparently a two-time all-defensive player. Didn't know that about drew holiday really? i always saw him as being more of an offensive guy yeah that can facilitate the offense um nonetheless no he's a so they brought him in they wow. got rid of george hill and they got rid of bledsoe which are two big pieces don't get me wrong but drew holiday is not not just some uh-huh. pushover so i don't nonetheless i think they're playing aggressive to keep Giannis. that's why you mentioned Giannis maybe going to miami i just don't i, I don't do know you do you think if they don't win this year do you think he still stays it it really I think it it's more than just win or lose for him because I think he really does again I think he really likes the small city culture Milwaukee yeah and but I think it's more so are they gonna put him in position to do it if they if they you know don't make any future moves or you know as far as next year yeah what move what else are they gonna do Drew Holiday is not enough although he's great. Right. And we're talking mm-hmm. about that. He's not enough, but it at least shows me that they have the intention to make the team better. And that's what makes me feel that, okay, well, right now they just made a tra- trade for Drew Holiday. Yeah. But what they do in the next 12 months, they're probably going to get more, um, you know, or less than 12 months, I guess. But yeah. So that's what that's what I think. I don't think he's going to go anywhere, but I could be wrong. 
I think it, I think it would be interesting to if they found out that he was not going to be staying. Say they found that out th- right th- before the season started. Would you trade him? I mean, if he was if you if found he, if out, you, yeah, if you found out if he if he said, "Hey, I had a good run, but after this year, I'm gonna." You have to for yeah. I I mean, what would you give up for Giannis? as as a as a team man as a GM? What would you give up for Giannis? I mean, so personally for me, I wouldn't give up much because he's on a one year deal, mm-hmm. and I'm only gonna get him for a year. Right, and then he's gonna probably pack his bags anyway. But what if you found out he was he would sign with you too? If he would if he would sign if he would get traded and then do it like a sign and trade, mm-hmm. I mean, you give up almost the kitchen sink for that guy. Everything, yeah. Um, like I mean, couple of, like first round upon first round upon first round. I'd give up three first rounders for him if I had him. I think people would offer five. I think five, five first rounders. I I could see him being a five. I mean, because he's only what. 24 yeah. 25 years yep. old right now so say that's five five rounds he'll be, he'll be 29 if he signs a five-year deal Unbelievable. oh you'll be fine easy yeah because the draft the nba draft is not like to for me it's not like the nfl draft Mm-mm. the nba draft like so the draft is coming up on wednesday like i understand that the ncaa stopped playing and there was no march madness but like I don't know. The only reason why I know some some of these people, like Lamelo Ball, he's all over because of his family. Mm-hmm. That's about the only player I really know. Okay. Well. Yep. But I know the guy from Georgia a little bit. The guy from Georgia, Anthony Edwards. But that's the, that's like the extent. Like usually the March Madness, you'll be, you'll see see guys play. You'll see them right uh, perform and on the high level. And you and hear like, their hey, story. You you find out who correct. Steph Curry is before he comes correct. into the. Yep. League. So I mean, so I don't know much about this draft coming up. Mm-hmm. Lamar Ball. That's about it. I don't think it's a super deep draft this year. Like I don't yeah. think it's a star-studded draft. But there's yeah. solid players. Anthony Edwards is actually my favorite player in the draft. Yeah. I think he's the best. Like just pure scorer. Yeah. He's similar to a. I don't know. You hear like a. He's just all around on the offensive side. Like a, I guess you could say like a James Harden or a. Uh, like a J.R. Smith type of player, a guy yeah. who can drive, he can create inside. Well, J.R. Smith's early career, <laughs> later on career, he couldn't shoot. You know, do yeah. anything but shoot. But but he has a solid offensive arsenal. Um, defensively, I'm not too aware of like what what what's going on yeah. with him. But they also have James Wiseman is projected to go number two to the Warriors. Was he the guy that was on Memphis and then he went and played in the G League? Uh, I don't know that he went and played in the G League. He could have, or though. or he just dropped out just to prepare for the draft. Maybe he that did was it. Pay f- play for Memphis, I believe, mm-hmm. or Kentucky. Like ten games. I yep. think he played ten games in Memphis, and that's then... him. Yeah, and they're talking about him like like he's going to be a big stud. Yeah, um, like as far as a big guy. Um, and then there's another Tobin. Is that his name? I have no idea. I forget his first name. Anyway, he's like a wing. Um, okay. guy that's pretty solid three i don't think he's a three i don't want to say 3d but he's a good defender yeah um from what i'm hearing and hmm. offensively he could probably use some work on his jump shot but good rebounder for his size so anyway those are the top like four guys there and then we also have cole anthony he's projected in the teens just like at the end of the lottery cole anthony is greg anthony he's a former, pl- former yeah. player yeah he w- he is his son really and he was highly recruited he was one of the top recruits coming into college and then fell while he played. He played for UNC. 
Okay. And he fell, but he's a good point guard. He's a point guard, and yeah. he is your point. Like he's not he's a, a Russell Westbrook. Yeah, he's a true point. He's, true point. Yeah. He's a true point guard. So I'm nice. excited for him too. Um. Yeah. Anyway, going back to so Paul Millsap. Yeah. I mentioned about him developing a jump shot. So just to give you some numbers there, he played in Utah back in, you know, starting in 2006 and played in Utah until 2013. He started by two two uh, years in a row. He shot 0%, which I'm assuming he didn't shoot. Oh, you know what? He attempted four, <laughs> made none. And then he attempted nine and made one in 2010. All right. That jumped up to, let's jump ahead to, he played in Atlanta in 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. He shot 31% from three and he took wow. 241 threes. So he made 75 threes that year. Last year, he shot 44% from three and he took 109 threes. Wow, good so for him. Holy crap. Getting Anyway, so he's developed that. So when yeah. I say that the Blazers are looking into the Paul Millsap, this is what I'm seeing. A player who's yeah. developed into something. He's not a star. But right. the Blazers don't need a star. Mm-hmm. They need guys like, I mean, Carmelo's coming in. He's hitting threes off, to, you know, off the wing. He yeah. doesn't need to be the ISO guy. He can still be at certain times. Right. But he's a big body that's going to fight for boards. Paul Millsap's the same thing, except he doesn't have an isolation hmm. game that... Uh, and he's a better defender than Carmelo Anthony, so I think that's true. Be a great fit on Portland, but that would be an interesting. That would be an interesting starting five: CJ McCollum, uh, Damian Lillard, Carmelo Anthony, Paul Millsap, and Hassan Whiteside. Nurkic is oh, probably the starter. Yeah, forget Hassan. But Nurkic. It's, it's not a bad deal to have Hassan Whiteside as your backup. former All Defensive Player as a backup. Yeah, truth. Yeah. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. Another thing I saw was Avery Bradley. Um, I think he also declined his player option. The Lakers? Lakers, Yeah. And they're saying that the top team to get him is the Warriors, followed by them is the Bucks. And so both of those teams, if they landed in, would be muy bueno for those teams. (laughs) So. Okay, so when you take a shower, and when you apply the shampoo on your hair, how long do you actually have the shampoo on your hair? Like after rinsing, or how long? No, like whenever you're you're taking a shower, and you put the shampoo in your hair, like you move it around, wash your hair, like do you let it sit, or do you just, as soon as you're done, you put your head right underneath the water? As soon as I'm done, I put it right under. That's what... That's what you do? That's what I do, so... (laughs) I thought about that because with conditioner, apparently, I don't really use conditioner. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do, but my wife just lets it stay there. Like she just keeps it in her hair for a little bit. Hmm. And it, she says it helps to untangle her hair. Well, I have short hair. I don't have anything to tangle. But so I just thought, is there a time or how long you should have shampoo in your hair? I don't know. I think I've just never done it that way. Me neither. Well, I shampoo. Just... So you. So she would say, "Did you ask her about this?" I did, and like, I also looked it up with conditioner what, or shampoo. Shampoo. What they okay. mean about shampoo? Because that was my main question. Conditioner, I hardly use. So right. So we don't really it. care about that. Yep. Okay. Um, but what they say is, depending on the thickness of your hair, 
you should leave the shampoo in one to three minutes. Wow. That's what it says. Hmm. Me? No. I've never done that in my mm-hmm. life, probably. Nope. Unless I forget. Do you ever forget, like, put the shampoo in your hair and then forget that it's there? And then you turn off the shower and you walk out? Well, I've never gotten that far. No. But, <laughs> but I have done that before. Um, but no, I don't know. I have never done that before. So I believe her. What do you think about the Suns? And Chris Paul? Yeah. What's their ceiling? So, I believe they're a playoff team. I believe they should be. I mean, I think they should have been a playoff team this year. Yeah. Um, sure. It was fun. They went like, what, 8-0 in the bubble. Um, I think it would have been more fun uh, to see them in than uh, John Moran and, and the Memphis Grizzlies, but that's that's over yep um i think with chris paul's his leadership devin booker like i think those two could work really well together yeah i think i think it could i think it could mesh real well and i think they'll i think they're going to shock a lot of people i think they could be i mean i would need to look at more research and whatnot but like i think they could be a solid five six team yeah i would agree i would put that I think the biggest thing that is going to come out of that trade is going to be Chris Paul helping Devin Booker mature as a player. I think Devin Booker is already great, but I think that there's another, I think there's a winning mentality that needs to come with mm-hmm. Devin Booker yet. Um, he needs to learn how to win similar to uh, LeBron when he came to Miami, Miami and Dwayne Wade taught him. I'm not saying it's on the same scale. So, yeah, but I'm just saying, I think Chris Paul can help him do that. The other thing is that they have Deandre Ayton still, yeah. which if Austin often forgot about because he's suspended a lot and stuff like that, but Chris Paul can whip him in the shape and he's a great talent. Mm-hmm. So I think that he could, you know, make some noise as well. Yeah. Regarding the nets though, I do not like the idea of James Harden going to play with Brooklyn. Nope. I don't know why everybody, I was listening to Stephen A. Smith. He's saying that he expects a championship and I just do not expect. What? No, no, I'm, I'm just, processing this whole thing too like like you said Kyrie is an iso Mm -hmm. kevin durant is mainly an iso yeah he played well in a team he played well with golden state but correct yep and then you get james harden yeah like i don't there's no gel i don't i don't see it i saw i could see it working good i mean kevin durant was the man in okc james harden was on the bench oh he was the sixth man then you had Russell Westbrook. That was before James Harden was this James Harden, though. That's true. That's a good point. That was before James Harden was jacking up, what, 12 threes a game? Yeah. Something true. crazy he's yeah. averaging now. Yep. Yeah, I don't I don't see it. I don't see it working. Well, what I see is it could work in the regular season, and they'll probably win 50 plus games. They'll get to the playoffs, probably be, you know, in the East. I, don't, East I haven't looked at the easy. East. Yeah, I haven't looked at the East too far recently, but. Um, They'll probably get, you know, what, a top four seed easily. Oh, yeah, easily. Uh, maybe three. Mm-hmm. And, but the thing that I see happening with them is throughout the regular season, you can play this sort of playground basketball where it's like, okay, Kyrie, your turn. And then it's going to be hard to stop the firepower of James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. Because Kevin Durant and James Harden have averaged 30 points a game mm-hmm. multiple times in their career. Kyrie could had LeBron probably not gone to Cleveland yeah. when he was maturing. 
Um, not saying that was a bad thing. I think that helped him overall. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying they're all lethal scorers, especially under the ball in the hand. The problem is that when the playoffs come around and you need to be the guy, you also need to be able to say, I'm going to let that guy be the guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Kyrie and I don't think um, James Harden. James Harden. I know James Harden can't do that. <laughs> Kyrie, I'm doubtful. Um, I think he did it well for a little bit until mm-hmm. he matured with. Um, LeBron, but then we saw how that ended. Yep. And we saw how it ended in um, Boston with Kyrie and Tatum being that, there. That Jaylen whole Brown. that whole situation did not work well. No, it didn't, and it should have though, because Kyrie had he not become, he could have fit well because Kyrie is a similar player as Kemba Walker. Mm-hmm. He's more lethal, but it's the personality that's the difference. Kemba's willing to come behind Tatum and sometimes even Jalen Brown to let mm-hmm. the team win. Kyrie is not, and that's exactly what we saw happen in Boston, and that's yeah. exactly what we'll see happen in Brooklyn if they go. By the way, let's just—I don't think it's going to happen. But if James Harden, if James Harden does go to Philly, I don't see that working out either. The 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 only way for them for it to work in Philly is what they say is that they trade Ben Simmons to. Okay, then to that would work because I don't see them meshing well. Ben oh, Simmons no. and James Harden would not mesh well together because again, and it's not even a that that one's not even so much of a personality difference because I think Ben Simmons is I think Ben Simmons would be an average player if he does not have the ball in his hands. Like if he's just a That's wing true. forward on the on the on the he's not running he point can't shoot. Yeah, he's yeah. he's not. They're gonna leave him wide open yep. on the on the three every mm-hmm. time, and he's not gonna be that great. So right. anyway, I'm rambling. No, I I agree. I I agree with. Most of, if not everything, you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the only way that he's uh, talking about the 76ers a possibility is because the GM now moved from Houston, who is now a 76er. Oh, that's, that's right. The so he drafted or Maury, he didn't draft Daryl Morey. He didn't draft James Harden. Mm-hmm. He brought James Harden over. Right. But I mean, what's his name? Doc Rivers is there. Right. Doc Rivers is there. I think he could help. I think he could help James Harden out. Um, hmm. I think work better with with James Harden and, and Joel Embiid. I think that could work. I think. Yeah, I still question the thing with Embiid for me and James Harden. Now that we're talking about him too, is the work ethic. Like I think both of them struggle big time on mm-hmm. the umph. Like for instance, look at Jimmy Butler, and look okay. at James Harden. Yep. Like. You can feel the difference. Jim, Jimmy Butler's not putting up the numbers that James Harden's putting up. That's nope. okay though. I'll He's take, a dog, dog I'll man. Take, yeah, I'll take Jimmy Butler any day of the week on my team rather than James Harden because he's going to work for it. He's not like again. We talk, I think we talked about this before in the podcast. There's highlight videos of James Harden giving up on defensive plays. Like that is not the guy you want, mm-hmm. and you want the guy that's going to you know be diving for loose balls and and hustling no matter what. So and and, and you want the guy that's chewing out your teammates calling them like hey you're being soft let's go yep let's work same thing with Embiid Embiid sits around playing video games he could be the best big man ever like coming into the league there's people saying he could he he's set up to be the best big man ever oh for sure where is that like he Mm -hmm. has not shown up and he hasn't he doesn't have anybody to bark at him right and you bring in James Harden he's not going to be the one to bark because you bark at him Joel Embiid can bring it right back to James Harden and say hey man you ain't doing much either like like you said, yeah, it's a huge work ethic. I think problem that could could end up in in the in the Philadelphia locker room, but yeah. 
again, I that don't. That being said, Doc Rivers is there. Mm-hmm. Doc Rivers can bark, although he did That's not a good do point. well in Clippers with the Clippers. But yeah. he was quite the quite the guy that would not be scared of getting in KG's right. face and oh, Paul sure. Pierce, and, and and those guys were not willing to back down from any people. So, mm-hmm. yep, you never know. And then, well, okay, now going back to the Nets, still talking about that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, I think it's going to be very interesting with all of them. So, say Kyrie, Kevin Durant, say he comes to or goes to the Nets. It's uh, James Harden. The coach is Steve Nash. It's his first year as a head coach. Yeah, that's and bad. his assistant is Dan Tony. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, his assistant is now in Dan Tony. Oh, that's right. Who and then coached? I- Phoenix. Who coached Phoenix mm-hmm. where Steve Nash was on the team. And an assistant is Amari Stoudemire as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So bring back the old the old uh, Phoenix Sun team to run that team. I don't know how that's going to go. And they're sharing they're sharing this whole message about, oh, well, we don't really have a head coach. We have a, it's, you know, a community or, or whatever they're saying. They're doing it all together. Bullshit. Bull crap. Yeah, bull crap. <laughs> I don't buy it. Prove me wrong. I yeah. dare you to prove me wrong. It's not going to happen. It's going to be a problem when you get James Harden in a team. And even if he plays well, if he averages 22 points, which he's going to average 22 points if mm-hmm. he plays on that team, it's going to be a problem for James Harden. Mm-hmm. If he's not getting 30 shots a game mm-hmm. and 10 free throws to average his 35, it's going to be a problem. I mean, he did. I mean, D'Antoni did coach James Harden. I'm pretty sure he would like him to come over and play with him. But then somebody's going to be frustrated. So that's where I think only having two, I think, I think Kyrie and and Kevin Durant could work better than just having all three of them. Because you put all three, where is your other two going to be? Like, who are your other two starters? Do they have money? Like, they got three. I'm pretty sure they maxed out Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure they uh, they probably didn't max out Kyrie. I'm not quite sure. Anyway, I don't see that three. Uh, I don't see them three meshing well. No, and here's the deal. Mike D'Antoni doesn't have a ring. Steve Nash doesn't have a ring. Amari Stoudemire doesn't have a ring. James Harden doesn't have a ring. You have Kevin Durant and Kyrie to do, mm-hmm. but the people that are actually running the nuts and bolts of it, especially the coaching staff, they're getting together. They're throwing a team together, getting James Harden, especially mm-hmm. D'Antoni and Steve Nash. They're putting a team together that is going to put up a ton of points. Oh, because sure. the Phoenix Suns, back when Steve Nash played and D'Antoni was the coach, they put up tons of points. That was not their issue, but they never won a championship. And the statistics can be there. The MVPs were there. Steve Nash was winning the MVPs. Even there was one year when Amari Stoudemire was almost MVP. Um, no championship rings, though. Yep. So, hey. No one talks about if it. I, if I was the rest of the NBA, I'd say, hey, go get your James Harden, and you can have all the stats, and you can have the MVPs, and James Harden wants that. He's been very vocal about that. Well, go get them. Meanwhile, the rest of the NBA is just going to take championship rings. The real reason bananas get black spots overnight is because they organize illegal fights during the night. How did you find that out? What made you think of that? A uh, random article on the internet. Oh, uh, typical. <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to go into a segment where we give you our top five NBA jerseys of all time. 
and it is going to be a blast. I had fun looking this up. It actually was like a walk down memory lane. It did. It brought back a lot of memories. Yeah, it did. So I'll go first. Go for it. Cool. I will go first. So starting with number five, I'm going with the Golden State Warriors, their black jersey, the town. Oh, that's a good one. What I would call it. Um, so it has like the little tree on it. I don't really know what it means. I just really liked it when they mm-hmm. came out with it. That was a more sharp. recent one. Yeah, and I liked all the Warriors recent oh my jerseys. Goodness, I yes. think they're nice. Um, but that specific uni, I like a lot. Uni. Uh, yeah. I like that. After that, number four, uh, I'm going to say the Orlando Magic. And this would be the pinstripes. So I'm a sucker for pinstripes. You're going to see that. Really? Pin, the pinstripe so blue. the yankee pinstripe uh, kind of but the Orlando magic one was a little bit is it, it the black one or the white one well both of oh, them. both of no them. there was there was a black that one was... and there was a blue one i don't think there was oh, a the blue one. one yeah sharp but the blue one and black one specifically yeah. i liked both of those a lot and so that was back when Shaq played for them i forget what year it was mm-hmm. um, but it was probably back in the mid 90s or so when yep. they had that uh, my number three is going to be the Toronto Raptors. With is that with the, the, little, the raptor on it? With the little dinosaur. I loved those. Vince Carter. Mm-hmm. Those were super cool. I also like those just black and purple Toronto Raptors jerseys back then. Yep. I really enjoy those. Um, so that those are, is... Those are two good colors that just mesh well. I don't know why. Purple and black. To, yeah. That's to me. To and me. then you throw the little accent of red on yep. it. I think it looks good. Um, number two, again, with the pinstripes is the Chicago Bulls back when MJ and Scottie Pippen were there and they had a black jersey that was pinstriped. Nice. That jersey was sweet. Um, and number one, this one, I was kind of, I think this has a little bit of heart in it because it was very nostalgic. Um, although I hated LeBron, my number one jersey of all time is the Navy blue cleveland cavaliers jersey that they used to wear really back when lebron played i loved them i thought they were super sweet when they started wearing them and i actually didn't remember them until i was looking through and i'm like man i remember i used to love that jersey wow so that's my number one nice yeah so we actually don't have any that are the same what I... okay so my number five i thought we could agree on something are the throwback piston jersey Detroit okay. Pistons that had the uh, the little horse on it or had the horse it and that had the the Pistons out of the the two S's had Pistons. Uh, oh, okay, yep. So that was my number five. Was that like Grant Hill played for yep, them? Yep, Grant Hill. Point? Yeah, it's the nineties. My number four. This is actually a brand new jersey that came out this year. Okay. I thought it was it's Orlando Magic Peach or uh, sorry Ooh. Orange. It's because they are promoting that they're the orange state like they okay. produce the oranges okay so mm-hmm. it's white it's white and orange it's mainly white and it has the o-r-l for orlando and it's orange and their numbers are orange so huh. i thought that was really slick i did not see that one before so i like it and they also have uh pinstripes on them but they're orange so hmm. keeps up with their throwback jerseys of, of, of orlando i like the pinstripes so so that would be my number four my number three is another brand new one that just came out okay. this year it is the philadelphia 76ers it is they just came out with, they finally came out with a, another black jersey um, right. and it is the the lighthouse of the uh of the boathouse row 
so basically they have the number and if by the boathouse row uh, during christmas all they have a bunch of lights even even not during christmas but hmm. at night they just light up all they have lights all over the houses that's cool so i thought that was pretty cool they bring back some uh, some history and stuff i was born in philly i didn't even know that yeah so that was, that's cool um so then my number two are the golden state warriors the bay yellow so i like a lot of the vibrant okay. colors yep i'm more the uh more modern yep. so this is not has nothing to do with being a homer pick i like miami vice yep i know where you're going miami, with the baby the blue one. the black and the pink to me oh, the those pink, ones the pink is sweet and there's a black version of that there's too. there is a black version so we're going to show you guys all these pictures on our social media page yep but we'll post them yeah i'm i'm a i like the vibrant like hey like we are here kind of colors i like that jersey because that's the jersey that dwayne wade hit that buzzer beater on kevin durant and the warriors you remember that that's right final year uh-huh knocked it down banked it in from three yep that's great i love that So I'm going on a defending role here. Last week I def or not last week, last episode I defended Brandon. I defended his honor and his pick for the Lions. Today I'm gonna <laughs> defend somebody else. Never knew this, but check out, check this out. Vampires suck your blood for vitamin D because they can't go out in the sun for themselves. <laughs> You're defending vampires? Did you ever think about that? No. No. You only think about yourself, Brandon. <laughs> Here's the thing. Vampires aren't real. <laughs> so Well, apparently this is the whole reason why they suck blood. And we've been victimizing them. Well, not victimizing them. We've been villainizing them. And they've hmm. been a victim this whole time. That's interesting. Wow. It is. Very interesting how that all works out, right? so uh this past weekend i took a trip to florida was able to see my brother's last game well technically it's not his last game he has one more game next week but there was a playoff game because of covid restriction and stuff like that they uh already had the playoff set Whatever the record was, that's who they would be playing just to make sure, hey, make sure you're healthy for this game. It starts playoffs. So I was able to go down and watch it. They were not, they were unable to win, but I had a blast watching. I've watched him from Midgets, Mighty Mites. Mm -hmm. That's like eight-year-old, six-year-old, something mm -hmm. like that, all the way up. It was fun. It's been fun watching him all through the years and brings back a lot of a lot of good memories so yeah i was able to go watch him play he was able to score two touchdowns which was awesome and uh yeah so yeah it's it's always it's always hard because you know you put your all and your passion into something and you lose and but i just want to shout out to darren you put you had awesome awesome season and have fun this weekend with your uh your um senior senior night game and mm -hmm. we'll be uh cheering you on from 
forever far away. Yep. Yep. Good so, job, Dare. Yep. Love you, buddy. And By the way, I am a better Madden player than you, so we will have to play. Um, I'm not going to say that you did beat me because you did, but... Some bold statements coming from Brandon. He's usually not so bold, but me. I'm only bold against him. Oh. Yeah, I have to beat him down a little bit, and then... We are going to have Darren on the show. Darren, we are working at that. That yes. is literally... I'll tell you, is one of my goals. Like yep. My biggest goals with this podcast thing is to have Darren on. I, I almost... Cheryl and I talked about it. I was going to tag along with Brandon like last second. We talked about yep. it like a week before Brandon left. And I was going to jump on a plane with Brandon and go to Florida with my podcasting mm-hmm. so that we can get Brandon on or get Darren on. You're just like my dad. My dad can't get her names right. Yeah. Brandon, Darren, whatever your, yeah, name, whatever your name is. <laughs> says every parent. And so anyway, Darren, that is one of my biggest goals to yep. get you on. Get ready for Christmas. I have an interesting fact. Last time, last episode, we did a fact from Hembo. Hembo mm-hmm. is from Greeny. I'll point him out again. He's great. And so this is a cool fact. Most offensive snaps with the lead in the NFL, the most offensive snaps while holding the lead. And number one with 327 is the eight and one Chiefs? I'm gonna jump over number two. Number three is the Ravens with mm-hmm. 299. Number four is the Bills with 295. Number five with the Seahawks is 275. Mm-hmm. And number two, though, get this, is the Atlanta Falcons with 321 snaps with the lead. During an NFL game, yet they sit at immediately. They're are they at four and six now? I think they won this past weekend. Here it says they're three and six when this stat was <laughs> let out. So yeah, I saw that too. That, bl- that blew my mind. Unbelievable how bad the Atlanta Falcons are. I'm sorry. That make that makes me sad for them. Like they have leads, and then they just blow it. Yeah. Well, I'm a Bengals fan. I mean, I get it, but. Not quite as bad as that, though. No, that's terrible. I mean, the only thing that gets close to that is Chargers. How do Chargers lose games? But Hey, I saw a game or the Chargers and the Falcons play each other coming up. Do they? So, you know, one of those teams, who knows? They got to lose somehow. All right, so after much feedback from our listeners... Uh, really not much feedback for, for one person. Um, we've had requests to talk about the Steelers because they are now 9-0. and So we are going to take some time to talk about the Steelers. All right. That's about it. So yesterday... So it's been, what, about two weeks since we moved. And Mm -hmm. so I had braces growing up as a kid twice Mm -hmm. and gave me retainers. Well, I have not been able to find my retainers 
for when I, you know, go to bed. I only, so I'm supposed to wear them every night. Oh, really? That's what they say. Every, everybody long? said, oh, I mean, for the rest of your life. What? Because when you have braces, I mean, they only, they're there temporary. They don't stay there forever. And then if you don't use retainers, they'll eventually move into different ways, I guess. So that's why they give you retainers. So hmm. I haven't been able to find my retain, retainers. And I'm like, yo, I don't want my teeth to go AWOL and go crooked. <laughs> so uh, I was like, babe, we got to find these retainers. I have no idea where they're at. So we basically went through every box in the house. Could not find it. No, no idea. So I was like, so I stopped and I prayed. I was like, Lord, please help me find these, find these retainers. And Brooke and I are sitting in our room and I am at my dresser. And when we moved, I maybe you helped put my dresser together. I don't know. We had somebody put my dresser together. The like one with putting, the mirror? Putting my drawer. No, putting the drawers. Like, okay. Cause so we emptied all of our drawers. Mm-hmm. So it was just the, the dresser frame and we had our dresser drawers. All my clothes were still in them. And, uh, somebody put all the drawers back in, but my, you know, sock underwear drawer was on the bottom. Usually I have it on the top and then my work clothes are always on the bottom, but that drawer was on top. So, so I'm standing by the drawer. So I just started checking through all my drawers and lo and behold, my retainer was in my work drawer at the bottom Hmm. So, somebody, whenever we were moving, may have, it either fell in the drawer or somebody put it there because... Or you've missed it for many years. No. It's only been two weeks. <laughs> so, anyway, so, not going back to that story. Within the story, my question to you is... Storyception. Where... How do you place your clothes in your drawers? What is your top your top drawer? And by so I'm pretty simple because my dresser only has three drawers. Oh, so and I didn't organize it. Cheryl did. So <laughs> thanks, Cheryl. But pretty much how my I've never actually thought about how to set up my drawer at all. Uh, actually, it's pretty interesting. So I have top drawer is shirts, t-shirts. Okay. And then I have the middle drawer is, I believe it's shorts, any sort of shorts or pajama pants in the middle drawer. And then the bottom drawer is pants, any sort of long pants. My underwear and socks are in the closet. Uh, we have like these little uh, little baskets yeah. um, that you would slide into a almost like a shelf or something. Mm-hmm. We have those and that's where I keep my underwear and my socks in there. And then nice. I have all my dress shirts and work stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, my work is different than your work. Yeah. But my work clothes would be hung up in the in the closet. So that's the... Okay. That's it. Yeah. For me, so I always had my... Growing up, my underwear sock drawer was always on the top. Don't know why. It's I mean, it makes just, sense. It, I, I think mine was too growing up, but it just, and, but there was no reason for it. And then yep. when Cheryl changed that on me, I honestly didn't even notice until just now. Oh, I noticed right away that my, it was on the, <laughs> it was on the wrong, <laughs> it was in the wrong place. Then I have my shirts, my pants, and then my work clothes. Then I have my dress stuff all hung up. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was interesting if, why it threw me off so much that it was in the bottom. 
of my dresser, my that my underwear and sock drawer instead of on the top. But maybe it's just because I'm used to something and it just throws you off. Yep. So equilibrium gets thrown off. Yep. Different yep. things like that. Not the same. And we'd be remiss to not mention the Detroit Lions, which at the beginning of this, when we set out to start a podcast together, who would have thought that one of the biggest topics that we'd be talking about is the Detroit Lions? But you Mm -hmm. have a way of doing things and you've brought us here. (laughs) Also, let's point out, so we have good friends over at All Talks of Life with Chris Beniquez, specifically Chris. He was on with Jose Gonzalez as well. Jose is my brother-in-law. Um, and he has a podcast uh, as well that is called A Little Bit of This and A Little Bit of That. Um, so check those out. But our podcast literally, so Chris's last episode on All Talks of Life, we had given them literally all of the content that they had. So they go on and they <laughs> they do a segment, they do their first segment um, talking about, I think they were talking about um, the gospel of peace, and, and I, I forget exactly what it was. Um, but then they go on from what it was a two-hour episode, almost a two-hour episode. From fifty-one minutes on, they're talking about us. Mm-hmm. So, you're welcome, Chris. <laughs> you're welcome, Brandon. You had something to say about the uh, the lions here? So yeah, I got to kind of um, back myself up a little bit on the lions. So, uh, I just told myself to pick somebody bold and be a bold pick. And I picked the Lions just because. You, a few bold picks there because so, you picked the Cardinals too. And you're right I about the Cardinals. This, by the way, Chris, he was right about the Cardinals, by the way, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so, I made them my dark, dark, dark horse. Those were the Lions. Okay. So, but, uh, so the reason why I went into it thinking that it was the Lions, I wasn't looking at the history of, of the the pass of the uh, NFC North, um, the anything can happen mm-hmm. any any given year. Yep. Um, I understand Aaron Rodgers is over there. He is by far like what Greeny calls him, the boat, the best of all time. <laughs> Go Greeny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just felt like the Lions just had something uh, this year. They um, got a lot of the a lot of the veteran players. Mm-hmm. So I felt like the veteran players could really mesh well. They had a great, they have a great receiving core, but they cannot stay healthy, especially Gallup, Gattel, uh, I don't even, Kenny. Galladay. That guy. Mm-hmm. He's on my fantasy team. He's mm-hmm. doing, I mean, every time he plays, he gets me like 14 points, but with a touchdown at least mm-hmm. in each game, but he can't stay healthy. Um, and so, yeah, I, then they had a weaker schedule than the, than the Packers. So mm-hmm. Again, I got to, uh, they have a little bit of hope still, you know, three games, only three games back, yep. but yeah. they did beat the, the Redskins. The Packers had trouble with the Jaguars and Devontae Adams got hurt and Devontae Adams is basically their whole offense. Yeah, outside of Aaron Rodgers. Outside of Aaron so Rodgers. And Aaron Jones is supposed to be better, but he hasn't really been right. great now, but. So that, that's what I was going with. And still that's all. I, pick. That's still my pick. And if I'm wrong, I would totally come and I admit I'm wrong. But yep. I'm not wrong yet. Which, by the way, just to kind of tease it, we are going to go back at the end of the year, at the end of the football season, we will go back and re-listen and re-break down our picks from the beginning of the year. 
and see just how wrong or right Brandon. Because I tell you what, Brandon's going to be feeling really, really good if the Detroit Lions win the NFC North, which I don't see it happening, but he's going to be feeling mighty good. Okay. Honestly, right now, I don't see it happening either, mm-hmm. but I can still, you know, have a little bit of hope. It's a good bold it's pick. It's not. It, I mean, the fat ladies have not sung yet. What was my, my bold pick? I guess I did have a bold pick that said that the 49ers wouldn't make the playoffs this year. You did. And, and they're that's not happening looking, right now. But we both, was, we both were really wrong on the Rams so far. We thought they were going to be nothing. Yeah, I did. I thought they were going to be nothing as well. I also thought the Ravens were going to be winning some games, beating the Patriots. Good <laughs> Lord. My goodness. The Ravens are not looking good. Mm-mm. And uh, I was also very wrong about the Texans. So the Texans are... A dumpster fire. (laughs) All right, so this podcast wouldn't be our podcast if I didn't rant about the Eagles and how I feel about them because I am an Eagle fan. Didn't they get a win? This weekend. Oh, man. They were supposed to. They were favorited, right? They're terrible. Who'd they play? The Measly Giants? Yeah, the Measly Giants. Oh, they lost. They did lose. Shoot. Still first place in the division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're terrible. Anywho, um, they're one of the teams like that makes you want to throw something against a wall and get it back out of the wall and throw it again at the same spot. <laughs> Like you just want to put a bigger dent in a, in your ball. Like they're not fun to watch. What did I like wrong? them? What every... did they do wrong this game? Did you watch the game? Yes. Okay. What did I watched? Uh, so they couldn't stop the most athletic person on the field, Daniel Jones. <laughs> For real, the dude ran all over us like it was nobody's business. He had a thirty-five yard r- touchdown run. The guy looks like, no offense, but he looks like the like a deer in a headlights. Whenever. He looks like a Manning brother. <laughs> he does. He does. With his sleeves cut. D- anyway. So, yeah, we lost to him. And then uh, our defense, yeah, couldn't stop. And finally, our defense was able to stop them in the second half. Mm. But could our offense do anything? No, because they're terrible. Mm. And they had zero. They were zero for nine on third downs. The Eagles, it was, I don't know why Doug Peterson did this. It was 21, the Eagles just scored 17. They went for a two-point conversion. Why? (laughs) That makes, I couldn't figure out why he did, and of course we didn't get it. Mm -hmm. Of course. That made no sense to me at all. If somebody somebody can tell me why that makes sense, I I don't know if our kicker was hurt. I have no idea. He's been very inconsistent as well. He's another down spot or whatever, dark spot. I don't know what you could say. Yeah. I know you say bright spots for good things. I don't know what to say about dark bad spot, things. Uh, so I'm going to say dark spot. So ugly Betty with the Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, for real. And now, just to make it all better, I mean, nobody wants to go to these games anyway. Philadelphia has eliminated all fans from the stadium. Yeah. That's going to hurt, like, no way. Like, I mean... No one really wants to go see these people play. <laughs> I, I, I still, I'm still rooting for them, absolutely. Like, but dear, it's hard. 
it's getting hard to watch them. Yep. But uh, so one thing that I it was so Doug Peterson has a uh, I um radio uh, contract and hmm. so Monday morning so he went to talk to the radio and uh, right this is how they brought the, brought him on the radio they said all right so how many out of the poll that we took 72% of the fans blame the loss on Doug Peterson Doug welcome to the show wow wow you're there for your team and he they threw him under the bus right before they started and he goes cool that's like that's great i'm i'm here talking now i'm i'm ready to get off i don't want to be like basically saying i don't want to be here right now and they're like no can can you please stay all this time? <laughs> he's like how are you feeling and he just says i'm pissed off blah, blah 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 anyway so even just bringing them on the radio they were already throwing them under the bus but like listen typical eagles fans yeah like when things go bad they go bad and when things go well they go really really well but the thing is is because you're seeing how bad it is which it could be really good but our division is is terrible our division is absolutely mm-hmm. trash mm-hmm. and we could be we could have a great like we could almost lock up the division we could right. with the amount of wins that we could of course i'm saying could have <laughs> we don't like shouldn't have a tie on your record shouldn't have a tie we were i mean we played pittsburgh and we played um the ravens pretty well Hmm. but that's it like we haven't i mean we beat the 49ers without jimmy garoppolo without blah blah yeah basically (laughs) and then we had we beat two of our division and that's it and one of that those division games that we won which was the giants beat us this weekend Hmm. so you sound mad i have to i have to bring a little bit of hope because we are still in first place but then my hope kind of goes down because we then play the browns and then we have seattle and then we have green bay and then we have the saints so there's not much hope Mm -mm. but our division's terrible that's the only hope i got there's hope there but here's and then the worst thing and then i thought about it on the on the way home today at work from work the winner of this division plays the hardest schedule for that division next year like if the Eagles win the division, we have the hardest schedule. So is that how this works? So when you win the division, you play the hardest schedule play the for hardest. the next year. Uh-huh. That's you cool. play the number one team of another conference. So like the Eagles play the Saints. They we were number one last year. The Saints, I believe, were number one last year. We play the Saints. Okay. Same with Green Bay. I did not realize that's how they generated the yeah the schedule. That's cool. But like, like so they. Everybody plays, you play one AFC division and one NFC division. Right. And then those extra games are the ones like of better, better caliber teams. Right. So. Huh. Yeah. So whoever's first place in our division is going to have a hard schedule next year. That sucks. So. Go Eagles. By the way, get out of here with all this COVID crap. We'd like to thank everyone for listening to episode six here of Coming Off the Bench. Uh, thanks for tuning in again. And we will have our top five 
and maybe some more content on our Facebook page later on. And uh, so feel free to go there and comment, uh, search for our Facebook page, go there, comment, like our page, share it with your friends, anybody who you think would be interested. We want to hear from them as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, we encourage you to subscribe and rate this podcast. That would help us out a lot. And uh, see us. <laughs>